The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> so some very important principles for us in the spiritual life given in today's readings. And again, if we look at the first reading, it gives us that lens by which we can jump into the Gospels. And so in the first reading, you have this, um, this mystery of our interaction with God. And it comes from the prophet Hosea, uh, Hosea where he speaks about uh, God as the one who has torn, but he will also heal us. The one who has stricken us, but he will also bind us up. And so it is this mystery and it is this looking forward. We can see that Hosea as the prophet prophesies that not only is there a death of Christ, there is also a resurrection. And so for us, not only is there a participation in the sufferings of Christ, but there is also then a participation if we go through the cross to his glory and to that resurrection. And so it says also on the third day, he will raise us up. And so it is this prophetic message about the salvation that will come to us through Christ, a salvation that comes after this life, a salvation that comes after our participation in the cross. And our participation in the cross is different from Christ's participation in the cross. His cross, he is the innocent one who suffers for the sake of the guilty. We are the guilty ones who participate in the suffering of the innocent one, right? And so there is a difference with how we come to the cross. Christ is innocent and we are not. And this is where we encounter his mercy. But as I've said before, St. Teresa of Avila calls this a very painful experience to experience the mercy of God. Because when it is mercy, it means that we have no merit by which we can claim it. And we are sinners. And so what happens is when we stand in the light of mercy, initially it can be a painful experience because it is to see ourselves in need of mercy, to see ourselves, as, as Hosea says, stricken and torn, to see ourselves as unworthy of God, and also to see ourselves as unable to attain the glory and the goal that we desire in our hearts. We need a savior. And so the initial stages of mercy are this coming to know ourselves very deeply, but then also coming to long for the Savior, the remedy to our sinfulness, the remedy to our weakness. This is what we long for. And so then what happens is we can see that at the end of the first reading for today, we can see that what God desires from his people 
is maybe not what they think is the most important. He desires steadfast love, not sacrifice, and knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Now that does not mean that he does not want the sacrifice. It just means steadfast love more than knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings, right? But the thing is, is that they do not yet have a perfect sacrifice. And they do not yet have an offering that is perfect. But he wants from them this love and this knowledge of himself. And so we come to love God through his Holy Spirit. And we come to know God through his Son. And so it is this relationship with the Son and the Holy Spirit that the Lord is calling us to when he says these words. I desire love and I desire knowledge of God. And so he sends us the means by which we can love and the means by which we can know him, namely his Holy, the Holy Spirit and his Son. And so then when we move into the gospel for today, we can see one of the dangers that can creep into our prayer and into our spiritual life, and it is the most pernicious and the worst. It is the vice of pride. Pride can cause any good action to become meritless. Pride can work its way into our life and cause all of the best things to become worthless. Pride was able to cast even the highest of God's angels out of heaven. Because of his pride, he is thrown out. Because of pride, there was original sin. It is the root of everything that turns away from God and thinks itself to be self-righteous, self-sufficient. And so the Lord warns about this in this parable. Two men went up into the temple to pray, a Pharisee and a tax collector. The Pharisee, it says, he prayed to himself. <laughs> he prayed to himself. It's such a telling line, right? His prayer is not directed to God. It is more just an exaltation of his own self. When he should be praising God, he is praising his own self. And when he should be acknowledging his sins, he is pointing out the sins of others. It's the complete opposite of what we should be doing in prayer. We should be acknowledging our sinfulness before God, our weakness, and we should be praising him. Whereas this Pharisee praises himself and does not acknowledge his sins, but turns his gaze towards others. And he separates himself from others as well. Thank God I am not like other men, meaning thank God I am not like everybody else. I am the only person who has existed, he seems to think, who is righteous. And then not only does he insult all of those who are absent and everyone in general, but he also insults the tax collector. He turns to the particular and he gives an example and you can see how his, uh, his own wickedness and his own inability to love anyone besides himself is that he, that is the way in which he views all of these others. And then he gets to his exaltation of himself. I fast twice a week. I give tithes. He does all of these things, but there is no steadfast love and there is no knowledge of God in him because he does not seek it. He has no need of God because of his pride. So what we see here is that what he thinks he has, he does not have. And that is the illusion that pride can bring into our life, is that we can live under an illusion to think that we are something that we are not. And yet what we see with the tax collector is that he lives in truth. And that is what humility is. <coughs> humility is to rejoice in the truth. He knows himself to be a sinner. 
And that means the illusion is broken. The illusion is gone. He lives in the truth. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That shows that he knows God and he knows himself. He is a sinner in need of mercy, but he knows that God is merciful. And so what we see then in this beautiful gospel for today as the Lord is instructing us is to pray for the grace, especially in this season, this season in which we are afflicted, in which we are struck down in a certain sense, but also where we look forward with hope to the mercy of God and that we pray for his grace, for the gift and the grace of humility, humility to overcome pride, humility to be the soul of our prayer so that our prayer can be pleasing to God. But we also pray that we might know him and that we might love him. Amen.